Hello, it's Paul Scott here, UK small caps commentator, investor, um, analyst, I suppose, in a way. So, um, and I'm the writer of the small cap value reports on Stockopedia with Graham Neary. So if the markets are open, there will be a small cap value report, even over the uh, holiday, uh, Christmas and New Year season. I'm not going to call it the holiday season. Let's call it what it is. It's Christmas. It's Christmas! And New Year. And what I like about Christmas, it can be whatever you want it to be. We're not religious in my family, but, you know, for a lot of people it's religious. And I've ne- of all my friends who are Jewish, Hindu, Muslim, I've never once had anyone offended by me saying Happy Christmas. In fact, they usually say it to me. So um, it's a nice time where everyone can come together, isn't it? So, right, what have we looked at this week? This is episode 26, I think, weekending the 23rd of December. Uh, Lookers, Monday's report was really good. I, I, I think actually uh, not, not just the stuff we wrote, but the reader comments, because as I think we've all been agreeing in the reader comments section, the small cap value reports are really about a quality community where you haven't got spam or all the, all the dreadful sort of insulting stuff that you see on other bulletin boards. It's 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 good people who know, know what they're doing, sharing opinions courteously, and the community is just getting better and better. It's absolutely brilliant. So um, <clears throat> I'll name-check uh, some of my favourite commenters later on uh, in this report. So I looked at Lookers. The uh, the ticker is L-O-O-K, one of the listed car dealers. Put out a trading update. The chairman's leaving. Seems rather abrupt, but you always have to read between the lines of these announcements, don't you, and try and work out if there's anything bad going on behind the, behind the scenes. But uh, that's why it's helpful when companies include a trading update with uh, an unexpected... I think it was unexpected, actually. I, I, I didn't check to see if it had pre- previously been announced that the chairman was leaving. But anyway, the trading update was good. It said trading remains in line. I still think the car dealership sector is very good for value investors. It's cheap. It's generally very strongly asset-backed with freehold property. Now, we had a really good discussion in the reader comments about this. I flagged that the Z score, which is the Altman mathematical score of the risk of insolvency, struck me as surprisingly low for lookers. It wasn't in the distress sector, but it wasn't far off, which seems very strange, given that, by my reading, lookers has a really good balance sheet. So we discussed this in the reader comments. And um, one reader, I forget who it was, did mention that the car dealers are dependent on stocking loans. So they borrow money to um, buy the inventories, the used cars and so on. And um, I think they get loans from the manufacturers against the new cars. And that's a valid point. Although I would say I can't remember ever hearing about stocking loans being withdrawn because it's borrowings against, uh, if anybody can think of a, an example, then do post it in a comment here or on Stockopedia. Uh, they're dependent on stocking loans, and, and, and obviously they are readily, the assets, the, the vehicles, are readily saleable. So I think stocking loans are uh, generally seen as pretty low risk, so probably shouldn't be withdrawn. I like the, And then I broadened it out to a discussion on the whole sector. I remain bullish on Virtue Motors. I think we've had some uh, reader debates about the recent substantial acquisition that Virtue has done. Interestingly enough, a lot of it was funded by taking out long-term commercial mortgages against its freeholds, which I think is a really, really good idea, because that's nice, secure borrowings without covenants, as far as I'm aware, secured on properties, 
that you can get low-risk um, funding to make acquisitions of good quality businesses. One of the reasons pointed out that, that Ferrari dealerships are very, very difficult to get hold of, and I think there was at least one in the group that it's acquiring. Um, now, Pendragon, uh, the bid for Pendragon itself fell through, and that dropped a lot, which surprised me. That got me on to thinking that maybe when in the current bear market, or it feels still feels very bearish, even though we've had a, a strong rally uh, since... I think it was mid-October lows. Um, it still feels like a bear market, especially in small caps. Maybe if companies we own have a bid approach, maybe we should just sell quite early to bank the gain in case the bid falls through. But e- each situation is different, isn't it? A bid, sometimes it's a bid, sometimes it's a preliminary, a highly conditional approach and so on. So I'm I'm leaning towards thinking if any companies I hold have a, a preliminary bid approach and the share price goes up, say, 20 30%, I might take some money off the table, maybe sell half. But that would be a nice problem to have, wouldn't it? Well done to people who have um, held shares that have attracted bids. To be honest, it's luck. Um, although you do sometimes see situations where you think, yeah, that's a sitting duck for a bid. But very often bidders, as I've said before, see something in the in the company that isn't necessarily obvious from the figures. Um, and not always the bid premium is that high. We've seen several lately, haven't we, where the bid premium hasn't really been that exciting. Um, so anyway, I'm leaning towards banking some of the profits from a bid early. Uh, <clears throat> um Oh, just back through the car dealers, one final point there. I think, uh, although we all know consumer spending is difficult and, and all the rest of it, and conventionally people think, oh, well, people won't commit to big ticket purchases in a recession, I, I think I would counter that by saying that actually a lot of new cars now are being sold on personal leases. So, for example, I've just bought, uh, taken delivery of a, a brand-new Audi A4, uh, on a on a lease that's only costing me, I think, two hundred and seventy five pounds a month, fixed for four years, which is a fantastic deal. I think I think it was an upfront payment of about two and a half thousand or something like that. But that gives me a brand new car for the next four years, at really quite modest cost. It's not a big ticket item at all, actually. When you're when you're when you're taking a lease um, for that seventy 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 five quid a week or something, is that a big ticket? I wouldn't have said so. But also the online um, <clears throat> so-called challenger car dealers, second-hand, yeah, there's loads of them, isn't there? Cinch, uh, Kazoo, Motor, something or other. Uh, there's absolutely loads of them. I can't see... I wouldn't be at all surprised if the vast majority of those go bust. So that means there's less competition, not just in selling second-hand cars, but also in buying second-hand cars, because several of the established dealers have said that these online startup competitors, often starting off with a ton of money put in speculatively by venture capitalists and private equity, burning through that money and then finding they can't refinance. <clears throat> so I think those that, that competition could well decline. And they've been overpaying, apparently, for second-hand cars during the boom time, which could be a nice tailwind for, for the sector. So I, I, think, I think the motor dealers are still looking really good, interesting value shares. What else did I look at? Oh, Matalan. Now, it's a private company, Matalan. It's obviously the uh, big shed uh, f- uh, discount clothing retailer. I just picked up, though, on another theme that I'm really hammering home at the moment is trade credit insurance. Now, a lot of people um, ignore this or are not even aware what it is, but it's where the trade payables on a company's balance sheet uh, in, in many, many cases are larger than the bank debt. And 
the trade payables are often insured or partially insured by uh, just a handful of trade credit insurance companies who pay out if the um, if the customer goes bust, basically, in between um, receiving the goods and paying for the goods, which can be 60, 90 days in many cases. So the suppliers to any company have that, have that credit exposure during that 60 to 90 days and then can insure against it. So if the insurer, <clears throat> the insurers monitor the accounts and the announcements of all these companies just like we do and when they read all the rns's and start to get jittery about a, a particular sector they can often withdraw or reduce cover against that entire sector and we're really seeing a lot of that i think particularly against fashion retailers but against retailers generally which is a camp is a very significant risk and matalan which has does seem to have some financial uh, issues at the moment with too much debt um, <clears throat> there was a there was a press article saying that it's also now struggling with trade credit insurance. So check those balance sheets; it's really important. Uh, now LBG, which stands for Lad Bible Group, this is a new one to me. I looked at it on Monday. Very interesting, actually. Uh, it put out a trading update saying it's going to make 16 million EBITDA. It has a really really strong H2 uh, versus um, negligible profits in H1. Uh, and it was dressed up to sound like it was a, a really strong trading update, but it was actually a profit warning. Uh, it's below expectations, but the shares have risen. I just I don't understand that. Um, now, interestingly enough, enough with LBG, so it runs website with web websites with sort of puerile content on them, which apparently is what Lab Bible is, and uh, I guess makes money from content and from advertising and so on. Uh, the balance sheet is actually very good. It's got a strong balance sheet with plenty of cash. There's a good note out from Zeus Capital. Um, that's worth a look. Uh, the PE is about 15. But as I say, it was actually a profit warning. Um, but the shares seem to... Maybe people had not realised it was a profit warning or didn't care because they didn't think the original forecast was, was, was realistic. I don't know. It, but unfortunately, people don't fill in a form to say why they're buying or selling, so we don't know. Now, I feel generally, whilst I couldn't really pick any faults in the figures for LBG, uh, I do think it's too dependent on... The, this sector generally I, I avoid because I think they're so dependent on the big company um, um, ad, ad advertising algorithms, which we've seen before, how those can just suddenly be changed without notice, and you suddenly find that uh, companies which are reaping huge profits from... Uh, milking the ad revenues suddenly find that the bottom falls out un underneath them so i think it's quite a risky sector so but lbg the, the numbers actually look quite good i think as i say not a sector i like next i looked at through vision thru now although the interims were poor i do see some positive signs here uh ebitda for uh they reckon they're going to hit ebitda break even this year so recouping the h1 losses in H2 and the product does look interesting it's these body scanners which reveal hidden items that people can walk through quite quickly so it's used for checking staff leaving uh, warehouses for so on to show concealed items that they're stealing um, and so it helps companies operating big warehouses eliminate or, or greatly reduce staff pilferage at least from concealed items on the body anyway now it's got a very interesting um, framework order from the US which I think is from the US border force or whatever they call it over there um, <clears throat> which could uh, be quite lucrative I think uh, cash looks tight but they got in a bit more ca uh, some cash from a big order 
with some upfront money after the year end. So I think Through Vision might need to do um, another fundraise. But I actually think that's quite interesting. The valuation looks reasonable. I think that's one for, for, for slightly more um, adventurous readers you might want to have a look at. I think the valuation would be a good bit higher once the market generally is back in bullish mode so yeah i quite like the look of three vision a bit speculative but quite interesting now i've got to say the reader comments on monday were amazing i mean i've just read through them again absolutely brilliant it's like a who's who of my favorite um uh, subscribers so just to shout out a few who uh, always post great comments we've got rd howarth strolling mulby jasvfs uh, Mojo Mogoz, of course, with his quirky posts, which are always interesting. R. Millery, Illis Wilgig, uh, Wimbledon Sprinter, Michael C., uh, but Boone, Brooke Edar, and David J. Hill. They all posted on Monday, uh, really adding value to the reports. I think, as a lot of the readers have said in the comments, it's not just about the writers and what we write. It's about this these really interesting... Uh, subscriber comments in the comments section which often add a lot of value to what we've posted by going into more detail and of course gotta have a huge shout out to Mr Contrarian <laughs> I don't know if he reveals his real name or not so I'll just say Mr Contrarian but what a fantastic guy who does these snapshot daily reports every morning I don't know how he does it I know he's got some special software but a lot of it is just somebody bright who obviously uh, is able to think clearly at 7am every day and gives us just these quick snapshot posts often with hilarious uh, puns and things in them as well so thank you so much Mr Contrarian for posting every day in the Stockopedia reader reader comments uh, of of our small cap value reports it's a huge help also um i want to mention the read the, the sorry the tags this is the, basically the company tickers we've had a bit of a problem with the Stockopedia software that they sometimes just randomly some or all of them disappear so snazzy time very carefully flags this up to me and one or two other readers do and i've put them all back in manually for all the reports since 1st of july uh, so we're up to date on tags also Stockopedia's just announced a new feature where instead of you using the pound sign in the ticker, which doesn't always work, they've now introduced a new feature where you use the at symbol. I don't know what, whether it's actually got a name, but it's, you know, the uh, like an A with a curl round, all the way around it, anti-clockwise, at symbol. All you do is when you're writing a reader comment, or for me, writing a report, when you press the at uh, you press shift and the, 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 and the at symbol comes up, a box just pops up where you put in the name of the company and it shows